everybody. This is Wayne. And this is Darcel, and you are winding down and jumping into After Bedtime with the Alfreds. Episode 6. What are you doing? What you mean, what am I doing? What are you doing with this voice? I am putting on a nice, soothing voice so our listeners can wind down if they're at, you know, at night or, you know, trying to cool out. Oh, you're doing too much. Is it not working? It's not working. (laughs) Well, I'm trying, baby. Jesus. (laughs) how else can you tell me that you don't love my voice <laughs> i love your voice but i don't know what you're doing <laughs> but we're gonna jump right into our um our day we are doing uh, a kind of touchy subject we are jumping into part one this is going to be a two-part series mm-hmm. so we are doing part one of mental health yes so part i've been dreading this episode i know but it's good it's going to be good to just kind of like talk about it mm-hmm um part one is going to be from uh wayne's viewpoint and mm-hmm. part two will be from my viewpoint okay i could do that can you handle that sure um but first let's go into our sponsors for this week our uh first sponsor is the chef the chef jason ellis right right and he actually made us an amazing dish we are what are we eating on all right, so we're eating shrimps and grits with Obey seasoning, creamy and buttery polenta, sauteed shrimp, bell peppers, shallots, garlic, fresh thyme paired with a white wine lobster cream sauce. Isn't this his signature dish? It is, and I can tell you right now that I love shrimp and grits. Yes. I love shrimp and grits, and I'm going to get a taste right now. And let you guys know how it is. Yeah, while Wayne's getting a taste, the chef actually um, made this dish on Hill's Kitchen. So this is one of his signature dish. Wayne's taking the first bite. You just got right up in there. Yeah. Right mm. up in there. How is it? I'm gonna, Let me mm. get a little bit. Let me get mm. a little bit. Oh, my God. That's good. That's good. We're going to be eating on this the whole episode. So you guys... Please don't mind our munching. Our munching because this this is good. This is good. Oh my gosh, I feel like we just stepped into like a nice, like New Orleans restaurant. I the taste, everything that you just told me was in here is hitting me, like in my face. And, and, and he'll take care of you. So if you if you're looking out for him, um, and if you want to look him up, his Instagram is V Chef Jason Ellis. T-H-E-C-H-E-F-J-A-S-O-N-E-L-L-I-S. So hit him up because this is delicious. This yeah, is delicious. I might you, have... you just got another you just got another spoonful while I, while know. I was reading. Yeah, while you were reading because I feel like we're gonna have to hire him for like our next event that we do here at the house. Because I promised you that the next event that we do do, we're not cooking. No, and we're not cooking. We're yeah. just entertaining. Just entertaining. This is so good. I couldn't even make it this good if I wanted to. This is amazing. Um, what are we drinking? Because you were in charge of drinks today. Yes. Uh, I think you've been in charge for the last two weeks, so I had to bring it up. And um, before we go into it, I want to say congratulations because somebody just got a new job. She just got a job. She and now, and now I can job. be a house husband. Um, you know what? We've already talked about that. All of the running around and all of the mother stuff that I do, you would be done in less than the first day 
after you had to do four appointments, something with dad, and come home and cook, and clean up, you would be done. Listen, just give me my apron and I'll be good. But other than that, <laughs> what we are drinking on is, uh, I made a I made a cool drink. Um, I started out with our base, which is Flippin' Bird Pink Gin. And I, pink, and I picked this because it's your week right now, so I wanted to get something pink. Mm-hmm. So it's Flippin' Bird Pink Gin. And I mixed it with a little bit of orange juice, a little bit of um, 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 uh, pink Whitney mm-hmm. um, liquor, and I put a little bit of um, fresh uh, pineapples in it for you. Mm. And when it, when I was done putting in the shaker, I also put a little bit of um, blue coracal on the top. Okay, you were trying to be fancy. You I were was at, trying. I was you trying was to do for bar, you. You were just, just over there being a bartender. How, how does it taste? Taste it for me. It tastes good. I mean, I've been sipping on it. Let me see. Mm. First off, it's really strong. I mean, but you know. It's, I mean. it's really strong, but it's very tasty. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to call it pink panties. Pink panties? Pink panties. I can't with you, Wayne. <laughs> My favorite color. Yes. All right, so we're going to jump into our topic. So tonight we're talking about mental illness. Mm-hmm. Mental illness hits home for us directly. Um, we deal with it every day, um, not only with my anxiety that I see a therapist for and just regular everyday stuff, but um, one of the biggest things in our marriage and just who we are is the mental illness that you have to face and that we've had to kind of overcome together but this has been mainly your journey so why don't you talk to us about that like where where were you when you like your mental when you kind of realized like something's wrong all right so um and yeah this is this is really big for me so um when a couple years ago i had a suicide attempt yes and that was after I got through all that, that was the real realization that I need help. Yeah, I was I was dealing with things that I didn't even know that I was dealing with. So to tell the story, um, we had a situation. This is right after, you know, we found out that you were pregnant with David and I got um, I left um, a pretty good um well a pretty average um work environment mm-hmm. and i had some very serious issues with my self-worth mm-hmm. and with that i didn't know i didn't know that i could be a person in the future to carry on everything that was about to happen because I knew, I knew, I knew that you know, family was coming. I knew that eventually marriage was coming, and I was at a place where I was so low that I felt that if I was taken out of the equation, it, every everybody would be better. That's what you felt. That's what I felt. That's yeah. what I felt. In in that moment, that's kind of your reality. So I decided to take a whole bunch of random pills that I found in the bathroom. And uh, you came down, saw all the pills, called 
the ambulance mm-hmm. and they took me away. It was a struggle, but they got you. They they got you there. Um, I don't know how, like you, you tell me all the time how like it was like three or four paramedics trying to get me into that car. Yeah, it was. Or to get me into the um Ambulance. A- ambulance, and they had a, they had a real problem getting me in there because I wasn't trying to go. No, you weren't, and you got to realize when you're taking that kind of a medicine, I mean, just like any medicine, it's going to have an effect on your body, mm-hmm. and the amount of pills that you had taken, plus you were taking cough syrups, you were getting anything in your system. Yeah. Um, you, I don't know what was in your head, but you actually grabbed some Clorox, and yeah. you mixed it with your alcohol with your cough syrup you just had made this concoction i was i was i was i was at the point that night where i knew that i wasn't going to wake up in the morning and that's that was and that was why i did that and now now i know that it was it was crazy it was it was stupid but like back then my mental aspect was my family would be better off without me and that that was down to my mental health. So they took me away um, and um, they had to clean my blood. Mm-hmm. I was in the hospital for I don't know how long Two because I, I was I was in the days. Yeah. And then they took me to a center for um, um, I, I call it the crazy house. The, yeah, they took me to the crazy house. It was a mental health facility. I call it the crazy house. <laughs> <laughs> But um, while I was there, I was able to talk to therapists and I was able to see other people who are going through things that have absolutely like no like 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 when you you feel you you're going through something. But when you talk to people and you hear other people's stories, you realize that, dude, you got it good. So that's what I that's what I learned there. And. Um, I thank God that I went through that process because it taught me that no matter what I'm going through, there's always somebody who has it worse. Yeah. So thank God I was, this was around Christmas time. Yeah, it was, you were released from the mental institution on Christmas day. Christmas day. And I was able to spend Christmas with my family. And since then it's been a journey to really dial in on my mental health figure out my triggers and ensure that i never go down that path again yeah because mental health is a it's a everyday battle that you have to that you have to kind of deal with and um that may have been a big big moment but from that moment on you still had to really work on it and you've come a very long way um how was it coming out like coming out of the mental institute yeah moving into the real world coming back home at this time it was just me you and channing yeah i think i was only about 16 17 weeks pregnant and then my health started declining um and i don't want to say declining but i was pregnant so i started having all these issues with my pregnancy we were um neither one of us had jobs so Mm -hmm. we didn't have any money and we were dealing with stuff like lights being turned off, mm-hmm. um, gas being turned off, yep. um, trying to figure out were we going to spend this $5 on gas to get Cheney to school or were we going to spend the $5 on eating? Yeah. So uh, coming out, um, it was a 
it was refreshing. You know what? You know what? The, the best term would be bittersweet. Because I was happy to be back home with my family. I was happy that, you know, people were checking up on me, making sure that I was good. But when I got back home, it was, okay, you're back in the same exact situation that you were in when you left. Right? Right. So I had a mandate that I had to go to a therapist when I got out. Yeah. Well, it was like psychiatrist, of, yeah, psychiatrist. It, it was like part of your release. Yes. I had to um, promise that I would go to a psychiatrist. However, the back during this time, we had no job, so I had no insurance. So I well, had you did. You had insurance. You were on your parents insurance, but the copay was so extremely high. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah. So the, but the copay was so high that we can only see a certain person. Within our city, remember, we are yeah. in the city of Atlanta, West Atlanta, so we didn't have the best of people to go to. So I went to a older white gentleman. He was in his 60s, maybe mid-60s to 70s. And instead of hearing the issues, he was quick to prescribe me. Yeah. And I think that put me off as to... Um, um continuing help with him because he was at a point where look I'm tenured in I've been doing this for years I don't even need to hear your story I I see these charts that the doctor sent me you need medication here's your medication bye yeah and that and that put me off so I got my I think it was a 90-day supply. I think it was only like 30 or 60. It, was, it wasn't 90. Yeah, but it, was, but it wasn't it wasn't, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a lot. But I got my supply, and I took my medicine, and when it was out, it was out. Yeah. I, I, I didn't go back, and this was how many years ago? Um, so that was 2014. Yeah, and I haven't, and I didn't get back on a regular regimen of medication until... Maybe about eight months ago. Eight months ago, yeah. Yeah, and so during that time, you're still living with the same type of depression that you were faced with. Um, what we know now, um, going through this process in many, many years, is that a psychiatrist is really there to honestly prescribe, prescribe medicine. And so, I needed a therapist. And, and you needed a little bit of both. Like you needed a therapist to talk and walk through your feelings, but also the person that could be kind of combined with your ther- with your, your therapist or your, yeah. your, your counselor, whichever term you like to use. But what you needed to walk into out of the mental institute, and this was for you, everyone is different. You needed to walk into someone's office and sit on someone's couch yeah. and and have a heart to heart and start the process of rediscovering why, you know? Yeah, because because um, now now that I've been with the therapist, um, shout out to Council Connections um, uh, and Osai, my therapist now, who has definitely been able to um, navigate me through my feelings i haven't been back for a couple weeks so i need to it's been a couple plan, months plan 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 it back because uh yeah he's really been helping me out but um it was a lot of 
things that I needed to work through before I can understand mm-hmm. why I was feeling the way that I was, that I was feeling mm-hmm. and to start on a journey of healing. Yeah. Because, you know, as a black male, there is this stigma that we have to be strong and whatever's going on, we need to face it head on because we're the black man and we we, we got it. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing wrong with getting some additional help to navigate you, to put you on the right path. Just talking out your feelings because we don't have that stigma with us where we can feel comfortable talking about the issues that we're going through. Like think about like the 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 kids in Chicago, the kids in Baltimore who are going through nightly shootings and things of that nature and people don't want to believe that these kids really really have post traumatic stress. Yeah. Like like you 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 give soldiers coming back from war this 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 help but these kids in Chicago and these kids in Philly, these kids in New York, these kids in Baltimore, you don't give them that help. You don't understand that they're going through something too. Yeah. Like 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 you can't tell me that seeing your friends dying daily is not having a serious like a serious impact on them as a person but and i never I, and i of course never I was gonna say, went through anything as serious as that but i'm just trying to make a point that like we as black people and black men and even black women go through some serious shit and we also need that therapy to talk us through those issues and some- because we don't have any outlet to go to because what we do as black people we will go to the church in order to you know say okay i'm gonna give all of this to god and i agree with that however god sometimes may not talk back to you immediately he may you know give you instances of learning through experiences but if you need to talk to somebody immediately and get an answer immediately, you need a therapist. So we'll, we'll, we'll run to the church for healing. But what we really need is combine that church aspect with a therapy aspect to get real healing. To go through that process of being good. Well, and, and a lot of times when you're going through that process of healing, you can hear God clearer. You can hear what he's saying. You can get the direction. Um, No, you didn't grow up, you know, in those areas where you were hearing this type of, you know, shootings and gunfires. But some of the very simple things that we go through as children um, cause emotional distress on us as adults. And we've just learned, even as women, 
especially as women, we learn to internalize it, especially as black men, we learn to internalize it and not have those conversations. And then we um, have friends and we get married and we're hoping that we're fixing ourselves within those relationships. And then a lot of times you see them crumble because we haven't dealt with some of our real, our own personal triggers and our own personal demons whatever they may be we grew up in two different places i have my own shit and you have your own shit but in that time frame um while you were going through all this i had david Mm -hmm. and then while you were going through your mental health i was going through postpartum depression and we clashed we were a ball of destruction and toxicity just it was it was it was toxic it was toxic toxic. we could not love each other because we we weren't in a place to love ourselves and you couldn't recognize that i needed help and i knew that you needed help but i couldn't give you the help because i was drowning in my own type of depression and um getting back to you because we'll dig into my stuff a little bit later um getting back to you after you've gone through that time frame, what bought you? So we're from 2014 to 2020. What does depression look like for you? Like what does being depressed and what is an everyday look for you? So, um, hmm, good question. So I realized that, what my depression looks like is me withdrawing from the family. So we have a, a two-story house. Mm-hmm. You know, first floor is, you know, everybody's rooms, Channing, the kids, uh, Pops. And the uh, and the top floor is our bedroom. Mm-hmm. So what I will do is I will shut myself in the room and basically just you know watch tv on the weekends and when i get home from work um when i get from work i'll be sitting outside on the porch having multiple multiple uh beers Mm -hmm. and just sitting out listening to podcasts and listening to music yeah so i really withdraw myself from the family when i'm going through my bouts of uh depression yeah and um part of your depression is also um a mood thing oh yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry about that my mood so there i have uh a drastic drastic uh mood changes mm-hmm. so any of my friends who have known me for a long time know that i can be like a very very gung-ho happy person like in the mix center of attention you know things of that nature but when I get into my moods, it's very, very critical, if that makes sense. I am very, very, I, I like, if, if Channing or David does something that is out of my wheelhouse, I'll correct him on it immediately. And I'm very, very direct and harsh sometimes when I'm going through my mood swings. And it's, 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 it's unfair to them. And I've and to combat that, what I've been trying to do is that when I come into a place where I 
realize that I've done something wrong, I'm a gifter. Mm-hmm. So what I'll do is when I go through those a couple of days where I've gone through those mood swings, I'll come back with, you know, Roblox cards, Minecraft cards. I'll buy Channing a, a pair of shoes. I'll get him a game or something just to let them know that you're not a bad, bad guy. My bad. bad guy. My bad. I'm I'm sorry. Right. And it's it's a shame that our children are realizing when I'm in these moods and they have learned to separate themselves. Mm-hmm. So and I think it's it's uh, it's, it's more so uh, Channon and David right now. Because when I'm up here in the bedroom, when I'm going through one of my moods, um, uh, Alex is mean ass when he decides to, <laughs> you know, when he decides to, 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 to tolerate me, he'll come upstairs and say, Daddy, love. Mm-hmm. And he'll come up, sit in the bed with me, watch TV with me, have his iPad sitting right next to me and... Even that is enough to get me out of my mood. I'll come downstairs and we'll watch a movie. You know, we watch our weekly um, Marvel shows and stuff like that. But but it's 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 hard. It's 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 really hard to know that you as a parent you're going through something that you wish you can control, mm-hmm. and, I, and I and I can't control it. You can't. It's um, mental health is your depression, your mood swings. It is medical. Um, I think you learned that while you were in the hospital and also um, in in the. What are you pointing to? What are you What are you pointing at? The drink? Yeah. Oh, (laughs) sorry, y'all. Wayne's just like pointing at something. I know. I was like, I'm nowhere eating, but what are you pointing? He's He's taking some more of my uh, my drink. I don't even know where I was saying, but like, I know that it's a actual medical condition and something that I've, um, as a wife, you kind of have to be a supportive and, and we're going to dig into part two, what being a caregiver of someone with mental illness, what that actually looks like. Um, yeah. just kind of from my point of view. Um, but you know, you, when you take your medication, and you're on it for a long enough time for it to get into your system, you are almost a 360. You're a completely different person. And um, your triggers, you know, your short temper, um, it is hard, not only for you, because I think you see it. I think you almost in the moment see it. But it's hard for me to see you because for me, it's almost like watching someone cut themselves continuously and they're in pain and they're instead of just grabbing a band-aid and putting on the band-aid and putting on antibacterial cream and allowing it to heal you let it almost heal and then you rip it back off so just like um you kind of went through something recently where you had gotten into a regimen of your medication you had gone through what about four months yeah and then you ran out and when you ran out you repeated the process. Yeah, because uh, uh, cause I was at a point where I've been, I was doing so good and I was feeling great for such a long time. 
with the medication, I felt that since I ran out, oh, I'm good. I, I've like I'm, I'll be able to manage even though I've run out. But of course, once the because it takes time for the medication to get used to your system, mm-hmm. and it takes time for your mood to manage with your medication. Mm-hmm. So once that medication ran its course through my system, maybe it was a week or two after the medication ran out, it was back to the same old, same old. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I can't, I can't do this by myself. I need the medication I, for now. I need to make sure that um, doing what the doctors say that I should be doing, and 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 that's and that's hard to 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 come to terms with, because for me personally, it comes to a point where you realize that hey, I may have to be on this medication for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. This isn't something that I can like like if you like get a tooth pulled and you take um some ibuprofen for a couple of weeks and then after that you're good because the pain is gone. Mm-hmm. Like it's a realization that I may be on this medication for the rest of my life. And to me, even though it may not be true or people may not agree, but this means that I may be crazy for the rest of my life. Mm. And that's a and that's a and that was a hard, hard, hard pill to swallow. Because we go well, I don't want to say we, I was speaking for myself. I go through these bouts of denial where I'm like, I'm good. I could I could do this. I don't I don't need that. I don't need this. I don't need that. After a certain point of time, I can let it go and I'll be good. But the that's an opinion in my and the real fact is, dude, you have an ongoing issue. Yeah, I think And you will need this medication to regulate you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And this is an issue that will not be solved in a temp in in a temporary term. Mm-hmm. And I think you get out of your like you're very you are a person that works on um, repetitive type situation you like to do your morning routine the same you like to do your evening like you're very repetitive and when it comes to the weekends I see that once you hit the weekends if you're like if you're going to work you get up you shower you take your medicine when it comes to the weekend you're in bed all day which means you're not getting up you're not taking your medicine which means that even though the medicine is still in your system for almost you may take the medicine later on at that evening, but then the next day you're forgetting to take the medicine to later on in the evening. No, 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 no. Um, I, I, I disagree because. Are you taking the medicine on the weekend? Yeah, I am taking medicine on the weekend, but the thing is, is that 
I had like my like with editing, you know, mm-hmm. um, weekly. You're for me. I'm working the creative side of my brain mm-hmm. for five days a week, and even though you know I'm not on the construction side or you know being a mechanic or something like that, it's 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 mentally mentally draining. But jumping, what are you doing now in your day to day? Like, what are steps are you taking? We know you're taking medicine. Um, you are going to, at some point, try to get back into regular scheduled therapy. Mm-hmm. Are you doing anything else to kind of help on your path to, um, you know, just your journey on mental illness? Yeah, sure. And I just want to let it be known that she didn't just, she didn't answer my last question. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, That's a deeper answer. I, um, I felt that since my therapist wasn't able to properly prescribe me with medication mm-hmm. i sought out a psych- not your therapist you're um, no, you're getting no, 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 my therapist and i sought out a psychiatrist who can reevaluate the medication that i am getting because my um primary care um physician um prescribed me you know my medication and i felt that she may have not been um uh, knowledge enough to really give me what I needed. So I sought out a, a, a psychiatrist so I can talk with them and they can give me my right dosage, dosage or medication. and um, medication to make sure that I'm on the right path. So between that, I decided to halt my therapy sessions because I felt that my therapist wasn't necessarily helping me enough because I feel that if if my medication isn't right and I, and I'm not at a right point to hear exactly what you're trying to tell me, then I'm not going to ingest it in the same way. Hmm. So that's why I decided to halt therapy and seek out a therapist. I mean, seek out a psychiatrist, and I'll be seeing them. Uh, within uh, I think if not next week, then the week after next, because with COVID, they're only taking um, you know, online um therapy sessions, so they are not taking any in office. Oh, so your session is going to be virtual? Yes. Oh, that's cool. I mean, well, at least you don't have to go anywhere. Yeah, but they're so the the I guess there's a lot of people in our area who are going through things so they had a, a a wait list to get on their calendar yeah uh, it's a process yeah well i appreciate you sharing with the fam with the with our friends and our listeners just what mental illness looked like for you yeah. how you're dealing with it day to day and you know how you're you know you're slowly going on this path it's not a fast it's not a race and how you're, you know, finding the right way to kind of work on this journey yourself. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. And um, like I said, it's, it's, it's not a sprint. It's not a sprint at all. It's, it's, it's something that you have to keep working at. You know, it's a marathon. And I know that I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. I never, ever 
<laughs> project myself as a person who is perfect at all. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my motto is I'm Wayne, I'm me. But when you realize that you need some help, seek out that help. Yeah. And um, in our community, and I'll, I'll, I'll keep saying this until I'm blue in the face, but in our community, it's not glorified that we seek out help when we need it. Mm-hmm. And I just want everybody listening to know that if you need some help, seek out that help so you can get what you need. And don't be feeling that you're less than because you need some help. Yeah. If it's talking to a counselor or taking medication, um, it definitely improves lives. I won't make you, you know, continue to go down the road. We do have... um, some black-owned business that we're shouting out to kind of lighten up the mood. Um, I know you have someone near and dear to you that you're going to be shouting out. Who is that? You go first. Um, well, I don't know if I can go first. All right, well, then I'll go first. Um, shout out to uh, my good friend, uh, Joshua Hagwood. He's a photographer based out of uh, the Tri-State area, New Jersey and New York. And uh, his Instagram is K-I-N-G-G underscore Joshua, J-O-S-H-U-A. He's a photographer. And let me tell you, he's the best photographer in the Tri-State area. He's the best photographer in the nation. He's the best photographer in the world. Seek him out. He'll make you look good. And that's his personal page. But he also has his... um, um, photo page which is joshua underscore photo j-o-s-h-u-a underscore p-h-o-t-o and like i said he he took pictures for us he took pictures for um my mom and my dad he took pictures for models like He's dope. He's dope. And uh, I just want to give him a shout out. If you guys need a photographer, seek him out. That's Josh. And he'll travel. So if you need a dope photographer, he doesn't mind coming to the ATL and doing some of your pictures. He is amazing. Um, my black owned business is actually Miss Sizemore. She is Atlanta's key girl. She is a realtor. Um, I would like to just shout her out because I follow her on Instagram. Her husband is a barber. We're going to be shouting him out next week. And this is his wife. So if you see some black couples that are like doing their stuff, this is one of those couples. But the Atlantis Key Girl, she is the owner and the CEO of the Atlanta Key Firm. She, they um, sell property or I shouldn't say so. They are realtors and they help you in getting your homes sold getting you into a home she has the dopest instagram she's constantly constantly showing where she has houses pending for sale she i mean her team is constantly just knocking these houses out and making people's dreams come true one house at a time so you guys run over to her page her page is y-o-u-r a-t-l key girl and that is your 
ATL Key Girl uh, on Instagram. You can check her out. You can hit her up. Uh, she has an office in Dunwoody. Um, so hit her up if you need to get into a house or if you want to start the process of owning your own home, she will help you out. Of course, you'll be able to check out our Instagram tomorrow and we will have all of her details on our stories. So make sure you guys check out both of our black owned businesses. Um, and I think that's it. This has been a tough conversation it's, 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 for you. It's, it's, it's been tough. Yeah, because yeah, you just, I mean, honestly, I don't know how many people actually know your story, but you just kind of really laid it out there. Um, so kudos to you because talking to it and letting our, our listeners hear about your journey can't be easy. So kudos to you, babe. Thank you, babe. All right, well, we are going to bed. I'm going yes. to down this drink. And I'm going to get under the covers because this girl got a job and she hey. got to get up in the morning. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, hanky pinky. Boy, bye. I'm just trying to I'm just, see. I'm just, I'm just trying to see what those pink panties look like. Baby. See, see what I'm talking about? Channing, edit that out. All right. We are out. <laughs> we are out, guys. This is Darcel signing off. Check me out on at uh, Darcel Star. And this is Wayne. Check me out on instagram as wayne the editor and you can check out our podcast page at after bedtime with the alfords Mm -hmm. on instagram um you can see when we're posting new episodes and keep up with our fam so check us out and i think that's it good night guys good night